It's time to put on makeup. It's time to light the lights. It's time to meet your hosts. Because this is what we call Opposite Attractions. hysteria has come over me i forgot how long the intro to that song is i i I, if if i if i had like a chain i could pull in water would fall on me (laughs) i I promise my Um, own form of splash mountain i just need you to know you brought this upon yourself because (laughs) Last week was technically our 69th episode we've produced, but canonically this is. So you're like, wow, you didn't do anything for the 69th episode. And I was like, oh, that's because it ain't here yet, bitch. Yeah, it's because because I uh, forgot to mention it before because I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) So I went to save save my audio file and I said, oh, wait, this is, yes, it's a nice episode. We did but this is the true 69 the real 69 and me and you about to 69 about some theme parks so you were telling me before the show i could get a fucking lightsaber (laughs) and it won't be one of those dumb ones i'm i'm more intrigued about the droids than the lightsabers like yes it makes sense that they're probably gonna sell you a lightsaber for like two hundred dollars well yeah that's not plastic yeah but the droids are probably gonna be just as expensive but um they're going to uh they said that there's gonna be like a backpack or something you could put them in (laughs) and then they are gonna like inter. They can interact with them with each other and also with like stuff in the land. This thing's easily a hundred dollars. I'm just gonna lay so, that. So out. I'm just thinking like you know like a bunch of stormtroopers are gonna show up and then your droid is gonna be like on your back and it's gonna make some kind of noise and then pee on you. Dang it! I was taking a sip of coke. <laughs> I if I would have seen you, I would have known to not do that. I'm no, sorry. It's, it's okay. I just with me, I'm like, well, it could be a hundred dollars because all that technology means it's a lot. But if they want the cheap, yeah. like you know, there's like <laughs> tiers, right? Like there's tiers of lightsaber. Yeah. There's the really cheap 
plastic one that they sell ripoffs of everywhere. There's the one that's a little bit better, a little bit better. I like to think the cheap plastic knockoff version of the droid is just like a Mr. Potato Head, but it's square and silver. That's the whole thing. The thing is, they're apparently not going to be able to, like... They come with a remote control like a Banshee has, sort of. But I don't think they're going to want you to, like... Okay, Star Wars land at a whole is going to be 14 acres. Yeah. But a good bit of that is, like, ride show building stuff. Now, Avatar land is 12 acres. So they're kind of similar, but they... uh, From reports I've heard... Star Wars Land does seem larger, but I don't want to see like 75 to 100 droids running around (laughs) with like people on their phone, like Snapchatting their droid. That would be bad. That would get one kicked into the wall like a football within 30 seconds. Droids are going to be the new, um, (laughs) you know, the fucking, uh, when someone's pushing a stroller and shoving it into your ankle, (laughs) the new one's going to be like, your fucking droid will not stop hitting me. Please stop him. There's, they also said that, uh, so at the, um, Millennium Falcon ride. Yeah. The, the Millennium Falcon's like outdoors. It's sitting out in like the front of the ride. Right. And, but they're like, okay, you're going to walk into this show building. You're not going to walk into that Falcon, but there's only one Falcon. So how do you make it so that it's like not weird? They said, however, they do that transition of you in the line to you riding the ride makes it kind of feel like you did actually sort of go back out and get on the Falcon somehow. That's weird, but also awesome, but also weird. I, I didn't, they didn't have a lot of specifics on, from what I was listening they, to and reading. They put a very E.T. or Star Tours-esque line where you go through some trees for a few, and then you turn back around, and then you get into the Falcon. They, I just... they, there was that, and there was the, uh, the, ri- the Resistance ride. Yeah. Where, like, the pre-show is, like half of the ride like the pre-show is almost like it's kind of like how the haunted mansion pre-show is like kind of part of the ride yeah just imagine that but instead of um going into a room and seeing like a guy kill himself uh you go into a room and then you're like cat you go up to space and you're captured by like bad guys and then you're like sent to like go to be in a prison cell I'm fairly down with that. I, going back to what we were talking about before, though, how you customize a robot? How you make robot custom? Because all I can see is like the banshees, where it's like, "This is my custom banshee. It's they, blue." Um, what? Uh, I didn't get a lot of like they didn't have a lot of information about this, but they did say that it is more customizable than you think it is. Like, I'm assuming there's going to be, like, different types of, like, bases. Yeah. But I think there's going to actually be, like, technology you can put in them to be different. Like, different types of lighting and different types of sounds and things like that. Or there's just, like, these holes for plugins. And by plugins, <laughs> I mean the eyeballs from a Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm assuming these are going to cost, like... Uh, two hundred dollars. So I'm hoping. Oh yeah, 
It they're, is going they're to be. They're searching for the cash right now. This is the real Spaceballs 2, the quest for more money. Apparently, Disney did, is working with, like, people that were, like, part of Sphero. That was my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> also, what is Sphero for the. Uh, they game? made the uh, BB 8. Like, oh. roll around little, like, $150 droids you could buy and, like, control with your cell phone. Okay, I know what you're talking about then. So, okay. I think they're I think they're doing something with that, maybe. But it doesn't seem like this is going to be, like, a connect to your cell phone and use, because they did say there was a remote. Okay. That they actually said was, like, kids' toy-style remote. Like, it's not, it doesn't seem very, like, yeah. high-tech. But the actual droid, they said, is, like, stupid, amazing. Can we just look to the future right now? Because they made Avatar Land, which is, that's a fairly big property. It was one of the biggest selling movies in the world. And then they made a $50 puppet you wear on your shoulder. Cut to Star Wars Land, where they're going to make probably a $100 to $200 droid that you can drive around with a child's RC car remote. I'm terrified for when they finally get the American rights to Marvel in a theme park. <laughs> they because... they already have um in they can only do they cannot do Marvel East of the Mississippi River. East of the Mississippi, they don't allow you to have that ding dang Iron yeah. Man in a theme so park. So that's why that's why it's all going to be in California. That's why they're doing Spider Man and. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, we can on the East Coast finally get Marvelland, the Marvel U- Cinematic Universe <laughs> theme park. They're gonna sell like a two thousand dollar real Iron Man suit. Like that's how much. <laughs> it's just slowly ramping up, man. Until they're like, "Oh, Marvel, we can t- steal everyone's money." Here's what? a real they're- Captain America shield that blocks real bullets. <laughs> And the cost is three of your children. Yeah. They work They work in Small World now. Welcome to Marvel. For $20,000, you could be entered into our Super Soldier program. Well, where... where they do, they are building that hotel that's probably going to cost like $1,000 a night per person. Are you talking about the Star Wars Hotel or is there another yes. one that I don't know yeah, about? Yeah, the Star Wars Hotel. Now, the Marvel one, if they made it look exactly like Stark Tower but it's just a hotel, I'd stay there all the time. Well, I'd be like, I live there now. I'm about to home alone. I'm about to fucking Zach and, Zach and Cody's fucking sweet life in this hotel. <laughs> um, uh, Tokyo has like the, the, it's like called the Art of Marvel Hotel or something like that. Yeah. So there's that thing. And they have like an Iron Man suit in the lobby that's like, I think from the movie. Well, of course they do. Okay, this is off topic. I, uh, off topic, but it is about Marvel. I just want to say someone released a compilation of every time Tony Stark dramatically takes off sunglasses. And my favorite, <laughs> my favorite one that ever happens is in Infinity War because he's walking towards the four. They have names, but fuck if I remember them. Weird guys from space takes off the sunglasses and then they just fold into the Iron Man suit. Like, Tony was, like, making this new model. It was like, all right, hold on a second, Pepper. I need to put in a section for my fucking sunglasses because I lose them every damn time I have to suit up. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, so Jim Murphy, this is My, the, here's yeah. the thing. The thing that I want to have happen in Star Wars Land more than anything is that because the idea is that in at least one of these rides, you're going to be able to see outside when you take off. I really want there to be like as you take off with like since you're leaving the planet. I desperately want like rock formations to look like other stuff at Disney. Oh, that'd be cool. Like a like, like I a, literally just want to be like in the distance is like a, a a giant like cliff face that looks like the Tower of Terror. And the thing is, everything is like a rock face except for Spaceship Earth. That's just Spaceship Earth. That's just <laughs> over there. <laughs> It's like the fucking, I think me and you talked about it on Fun Fiction, the Figment comic, where they're just like, they go to the future, and the fucking spaceship Earth is just there. It's just there. there. So it's still, It still has broken animatronics in it, and yeah. Bray Wyatt hanging out in the ending, and it's fine. So, Jimothy Murphy, this is a podcast about building our own theme park, which no one knows if they only listen to the first ten minutes. And this season, we are... We're engaged in mystery. Magic and mystery abound. Because we are going to the mysterious kingdom, our D&D themed park. I was about to say themed theme park, but I realized that was a bit redundant. And uh, we've, we've done some amazing things. We figured out our classes. We figured out everything. But now you just want to have some fun, sit down and eat. I got a hungry belly. We need to fill it. Which is why you came up with the idea that we need to make a pseudo-dinner theater kind of show. Yeah, I went a weird direction with this. Sort of. Okay. Sort of. So did I. Go on. <laughs> I, you usually do, so that's on brand. <laughs> um, I, I did do like a sit-down meal show. I'm assuming this would be like a twice-a-night situation because i think the show would probably run an hour i think yeah. is how long my show's going uh it's called the squawk show okay um it you is essentially that, like that a... already exists at disney world it's called the tiki room <laughs> it's it's called the uh up the great big bird adventure <laughs> I like how um, we both don't really know the name. We're just like, Up, the fucking b- big-ass fly I thing. I think it is called the Great Bird something. Yeah. There's a dog in it. <laughs> okay. so it's, it's, it's a bird show, but it stars a dog. So it's a squat concert. Just like concert. Duck Hunt. Yep. Um, it's a, it's a late-night-style talk show that is hosted by a wizard. All right. Who uh, his his real name is actually Shaq, but so he doesn't get sued. He refers to himself as the wise ass. The wise. Oh, I thought you said the wise. Oh, that's the joke. I see. I see. <laughs> Very good. Uh, he also has a um, a sidekick that is a giant animatronic talking bird. Okay, I'm fine with that. Oh, by the way, I'm Shaquille O'Neal now, and I'm very upset by this fucking bullshit that you're trying to pull in your theme park. It's the only good thing about vaping during the show. I'm happy you set me up for Shaq. It's my job. I think it's in my contract. 
If you see a faded sign by the side of the road, it says 15 miles to the love me. <laughs> love me, yeah. You seem a little flustered, Jim. Should I put the... Should, <laughs> we, should, put we, the should we continue? Yeah, the the um this giant animatronic talking bird. Well, he wasn't supposed to be a talking bird, but the wizard gave him the ability to talk. And it is very apparent early on that the bird is smarter than the wizard. Yeah, that's usually how it is. Um, so they they do like uh, a very poorly done monologue where the wizard tries to tell jokes, and the bird is funnier and smarter than the wizard. That's that's the starting point of the show. Okay. So just like any talk show, the uh, the first guest is another like wizard that um, is basically knows about the bird and thinks it's like a. Uh, like, like a like a wizard that got turned into a bird. No, he thinks he thinks that it like uh, that the that the like that the host of the show sort of like overstepped his bounds as a wizard. Oh, okay. So, so he's like trying to like get revenge for the like like he thinks that the bird is like some kind of slave oh, or some okay. sort of like captured captured creature so he is like he wants to like basically take out the wizard host to allow the bird to go free but the bird is like nah I'm cool like this wizard's an idiot and I'm fine <laughs> okay but so and, like he does try to like hide the bird from him for a while but the bird just keeps like making fun of him anyway so the bird so is basically a, a bird form of the word from the Colbert Report back when that existed <laughs> Yeah, there is kind of that going on there. So that's that's the like. So eventually, like that wizard kind of gets like upset and like leaves. So he like the first guest, he's gone. The second guest is this big like barbarian looking dude that comes out, and his thing is like he's going to do like a display of his like feats of strength yeah. on the stage, and they just go very, very. Do you remember the show you did where like everybody died? I mean the cryptid the cryptid dance party. Do you remember uh, your? Cryptid? Oh yeah, I remember cryptid dance. I probably party. still have it on my board over here. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it would basically be kind of like that, where everything it would like be like some weird Super Dave Osborne warrior crap, where like every time he tried to do something to show how powerful he was, it would utterly fail. Okay. So that's that's his whole bit is that he, like, tries to lift something heavy and, like, he almost kills himself or he tries to, like, stop an arrow hitting him and that doesn't work out well. Okay. So the then there is a musical guest, the uh, which I think would actually be an animatronic band of dwarves. Like the Country Bear Jamboree, but dwarves. Approximately how many dwarves would you say? <laughs> um... Uh, six. Okay. One of the, they're, they're, they would say that there was that there was like they would say that they're like the six dwarves plus one, but one of them would not be a dwarf. He'd be like a big like ogre looking dude or something. Yeah, he would yeah, just yeah. have like a fake beard on and a and a crappy hat and tiny clothes. <laughs> okay. So during during their their act, like the first wizard would come back out and be like, "No, this is I'm gonna finish this." And there would essentially be like a giant special effects sort of ending where oh, the cool. wizard host would be uh, either destroyed or otherwise indis uh, otherwise disposed of. 
So, like, basically everybody would get destroyed except for the bird. Okay. And then, like, for the ending, the bird would just be like, well, I guess I can, like, follow my dreams and go to Hollywood or something. I haven't figured out the ending. <laughs> uh, I'm, okay. I'm thinking he would either say he was he, he's going to go to Hollywood, cable television, or have an internet car show. One of yeah. those three things. Uh, small request: Can the bird okay. can the bird be played by Hannibal Burris and the wizard played by Eric Andre? <laughs> if if they're willing to come on, we could probably get them with the money we make from people's paying five thousand dollars to be characters. Yeah, yeah. Would um so it's the same show no matter what. Every time you go, it's it's a real. Well, I they're like uh, the only animatronics would be the bird and the dwarves. So yeah. I think that there could be like room for improvisation between the the other between the two wizards and the like warrior guy. Right. Okay. okay so maybe there could that. be like there could be like maybe two to four different shows like depending on what day of the week you can kind of guess like oh it's probably going to be this version of the show or maybe there could be like crowd interaction stuff during the monologue or sort of like a that guy or a sort of a situation. I really enjoy that the that guy thing can only be referenced on a Disney podcast because everyone else is like, what the fuck does that mean? Oh, you know, it's all about that guy. We're talking about the Monsters Inc. Left yeah, there could guys, be that, I guess. There could be that. Like, maybe there could be a section at the beginning, like a, like maybe during the pre like if there's a pre-show, like before anybody gets food, they could like pull people out of the audience and screw with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I like that idea. That's pretty cool. Um, now on to mine. Because, Jim, last Should week... Should I strap in? Last week, well, you proposed a concept based off of the Adventurers Club, which led me to start thinking about the SEA and all of like, well, Disney World's got this secret society behind the scenes, and that's kind of what's making everything happen. I'm like, I like that idea. So I That, that is the case, except that the, the people behind the scenes are Bob Chapek and Bob Iger, and they are... They are slightly evil. The two so, Bobs, we call them. Yeah, the two Bobs. <laughs> so I-, I wanted to make our own kind of secret society. And that's why I'm going to propose okay. to you the society of in- of the enlightened beings. And they have a weekly, or I guess like a, a couple of daily meetings in a secret show building that is not on the map. And impossible to find unless you talk to the right NPCs and hear the right, like, whispers in the wind about it. Or, of course, you wonder why all those people are walking through those that area of the bushes. <laughs> kind, of the, kind of the same way that fucking uh, Diagon Alley is at Universal. It's a secret. No, it's fucking not, Barbara. Everyone's going into that wall. So... <laughs> you got it. It's, um... It's a speakeasy. But yeah. But the password is password one. Um, so It is pencil 69. Yes. Be real. So probably there would also be like a mit or not a, a quest where you could also find this place. Um, so you go in and you sit in. I kind of liked the idea of a medieval times setup where it's like a stadium and we're all watching the center except a lot smaller so almost like a stitch's great escape kind of building maybe a so, li- 
Are you doing a round or a square? It's it's in the round. And uh, as you as you look around yourself, traveler, you find yourself surrounded by many travelers like yourself who've stumbled into this show building, but also several other people in these beautiful crimson robes and they're uh the top of the to fuck what's it called the hood of the robe is decorated with a golden eye woven into the very fabric itself does it and, say ipre on it no it a- no it doesn't quit referencing that shit so <laughs> then after that <laughs> After that, you start to see waiters and waitresses come out, and they also are donned in red, but it's not as over the top because they have to bring you food. And (laughs) that's when they get your drink order, and once your drinks come to your table, that's when the lights dim, and they come up on one man with a microphone, but it's one of those, like, Britney Spears fucking over-the-head microphones that goes to his face. And he's like... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome! How are you doing? Chad, looking great as always. Points to some fucking guy's name. Oh no, it's a TED Talk. You're doing a TED Talk. Oh, it's worse. This is a timeshare (laughs) pitch. And he's like, so I'm really happy you're all here today. I want to introduce you guys to my friends. That you could be part of. You could be a friend like us in the Society of the Enlightened Beings. You see... The mysterious kingdom, well, it's full of mysteries, but only the enlightened ones are the ones who truly know what's going on here. So he kind of pitches to everybody the concept of like, oh, we are an elite secret society that know everything going on behind the scenes. They know where the dragons came from. They knew the king back in the day. They know everything. And then he fucking sings a song. He's just like, hello, everybody. Come on in. You're looking fine. I just want to tell you these questions in your mind. I know what you're saying and I know what you're thinking. So let me put those worries to rest. We're not a cult. We're not a cult. I know what you're thinking, but that's stinking thinking, because we are not a cult. And that's a we're not a cult, which is what he sings to everybody. Um, And then the lights, and then, then he proposes to everybody saying like, well, how about this? Today we're going to have an initiation ceremony with five lucky participants from the audience. If you would like to be possibly chosen to be initiated into the society of the enlightened beings if you'd like to become one of the enlightened just let your waitress know and you may get picked out of the audience randomly (laughs) and that's when you can order at this point so like now you can get your food we've got stuff like steak potatoes a lot of kool-aid um so you (laughs) you enjoy all that and then also five random audience members are chosen to be pulled down and uh, you return to the stage. So fucking Chet Masters or whatever his name was comes back. I was like, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We had an amazing turnout, but we've chosen from you five of the most beautiful human beings in the audience. Are you enlightened? And then uh, that's when everyone in a robe chants, I am enlightened. 
I am enlightened. I am enlightened. And it just kind of gets sonically horrifying for a minute there. And then afterwards they go, well, now I hate to say this, but only one of you can truly become enlightened, which is why we have the test of initiation, ladies and gentlemen. And through this test, we will see who will be our newest initiate to the society of the enlightened mind. And then uh, the aggro crag comes out of the ground behind him. <laughs> and then it's basically just Nickelodeon guts for 30 minutes. <laughs> I mean, like, there's, there's, like, tests of will, so there's some Fear Factor live stuff of, like, having to eat bugs or get spiders put on you. Then there's tests of, like the mind of, like, mental warfare. And then, of course, at the end, you must face the aggro crag. And whoever gets up to the top of it first, claiming the flag, is going to be put into these this secret society. And what I like about it is it's almost... You know, like Skyrim, you have your choice of, like, character and what they do, and you can kind of classify yourself as one thing or another. And then also you could just become a vampire at one point. That's kind of what this is. Yeah, we're a werewolf. So that's what this is, is your character can just kind of randomly in this theme park become part of a cult. And then you could go out and recruit people and it gives you access to like special cult shit that you can do. (laughs) And so all five of the participants get access to those things in their app. Uh, The four losers get a temporary tattoo of the eye and a t-shirt, and then the winner gets one of those crimson robes in the eye, and also still one of the temporary tattoos. They're very... We bought a lot of them, so we kind of have to... We gotta get through them quick. I'm just saying. Let me see. Am I forgetting anything else? Aggro crag. Test them mentally. Put bugs on them. No, I got it all. We're good. I, I really liked the idea of the timeshare pitch way better. Oh, yeah. Like, he just comes like, out... Half half Disney Vacation Club, half that weird cult from Grand Theft Auto Five. Well, to be fair, didn't we have something like this in the fucking America theme park? Yeah, yeah uh, yes, we did. Yeah, so I didn't want to repeat myself, so instead I just kind of put a cult in the middle of it with a long song. But about yeah, it. the aggro crack popping out—that was a—that was a, a curveball. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Good. Can they do the? Can they do the? Uh, the te- thing where they run, uh, they they like get harnessed to the ceiling and have to run around on the track hanging from the ceiling. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's gonna be in there as well. It's just a lot of guts. Is what she takes for this. But well, shit. we could probably get Mike O'Malley and Mo. I think Mo could would probably just be a waitress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Jimothy Murphy, it's been an episode, but we have a challenge for next week, and you've been coming at me every challenge that you've thrown your way. You've bested it you've chopped its head off but let me tell you something my challenge for next week you will not be you will not be so easily bested traveler for your challenge next week is something based on the hydra you chop its head off and two fucking more grow so that's the what it it can be a ride it can be a fucking museum for all i care it's just got to be based on the Hydra for Mysterious Kingdom. But okay. 
But for now, Jim Murphy, where can people find you on the motherfucking internet? Uh, you can find me on that internet and the regular one uh, at Apparently Smart on Twitter. And you could please go to Amazon and buy my book called Accounting for Glory. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon. Just look up Scotty Moore. You'll find it all there, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, remember to support the show, whether that be by picking up some merch, donating to the Patreon like Ransom Meltzer, or, of course, simply just please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes, ladies and gentlemen. I, I read a review earlier that said we were, I think, like a student or something like they were like you know it's surprisingly like captivating and they're so intelligent i'm like are they listening to the same fucking show we <laughs> yeah. produce sometimes uh, i put out episodes of 99 percent invisible in that, <laughs> that's what it is um and then of course support us by uh logging in on youtube and subscribing to us and commenting down below or of course remember to watch us live on twitch twitch.tv slash a load of b S, but remember to find Jim and me on Twitter at op at show. That's spelled O P P A T T S H O W. Are you down with O P P sixty nine, baby?